You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds? Where it's the same year, and you're the same person, but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. Chris and I are here talking more about Alfred. Alfred Pennyworth is getting quite the spotlight these days. Um, If it wasn't for the TV show and also what's happening in the comic books right now with him, which I think we're going to talk a little bit more about because we talked about it last week and a little bit more has come up this week. Uh, We'll have to talk about that. But Chris, what do you think about Alfred? Dude, well, he's a character I've always appreciated, and you're right. I mean, like right now, it is definitely the year of the butler. It's not the, <laughs> it's not the city of Bane or the year of the bat or the year of the villain. It's the year of the butler. Um, <clears throat> he is one of the best Bat family characters out there, though. I mean, he's so versatile in what he can do, and uh, I'm glad that you know he's, he's getting his due because he is a great character. He's been around for a long time, not as long as Batman or Jim Gordon, but you know, I think that's what helps embellish Batman's world are characters like Alfred and Jim but, Gordon. As but well. the thing is, is that like Alfred, people know Alfred. Like you say, Batman, you know, you know, he has a butler, Alfred. Like, oh, yeah, I would say a lot of people know Robin too, but I think mm-hmm. you could probably find like because for most of the Batman movies, there hasn't been an, a Robin. Like we That's have, true. Well, the whole Nolan verse. The whole Nolan verse doesn't no happen Robin. until the very end, until you know Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is. She's like, "Oh, you should go by your first name. It's Robin. That's really nice." I don't and you're like, that happening. You're like, what does that, that all mean? <laughs> and then you know, there's the the two Joel Schumacher movies that have a Robin, but that's it. You know, yeah, that's true. Actually, that's for, a very good point for live action movies. So. I would say that, but Alfred, Alfred's always there. People know that Batman has a, the Butler Alfred. So to me, it's, it's, it's the, it's the more staple of Batman than, than having a Robin or even having the car. That's true. Actually, you bring up a very good point. I like that argument because it's, you're right. Alfred is always there and it makes sense because honestly, you can have a Batman without Robin, but you can't have a Batman without Alfred. That's right. I'm throwing that out there, fans. (laughs) I think it's true because Bruce doesn't do a good job of stitching himself up. <laughs> well, look at look at like uh, some of the Elseworlds stories that we usually have, where Batman has an his Alfred has died. Usually, there's still the ghost of Alfred, and I'm using air quotes for ghost, like that's around oh, that yeah. he still talks to because Batman usually goes a little bit more crazy once Alfred's out of the picture. <laughs> so he has that ghost sitting there talking to him, or uh, you know, there's the you, there's. Usually, whenever there's a Elseworld or another Earth where Batman doesn't have an Alfred, he's the bad guy. He's the bad Batman. That's true. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Balthred, Balthred, <laughs> Alfred does a good job of keeping Bruce grounded mm-hmm. and probably and showing his own love is, for him. His sanity. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's a very strong point too. I mean, so in Flashpoint, Batman, where we have Thomas Wayne becoming Batman, right? Where's the Alfred there? He was the outsider. That's right. Yeah. So, and was he part of the Wayne family? Did he work for the Wayne family? I would say no, just because how in the world does he go from, you know, being the butler of Thomas and Martha with their child, Bruce? Bruce gets murdered. Martha goes insane. 
Thomas goes insane to a point, and then Alfred's just like, well, I'm going to go get superpowers. I'll see y'all later. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, where did he go? How did he get this? So I would argue, no, I don't think he really was connected to them. At least it just didn't feel that way for me. Now, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about it now. So the <laughs> Thomas Wayne that is in so our current... Con- city of Batman, Bane. Yeah, the City of Bane storyline, who's blonde, so he's not the, the one from Flashpoint. He's not the Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint, but he is a Thomas Wayne that became Batman, Right, I what? Okay, am I thinking this wrong? I I don't want to. I honestly, I could have sworn that that Flashpoint Batman was our Thomas Wayne that was in City of Bane. No, I think it's a different one. I'm pretty Ooh. sure that I've heard that it's a different one. I mean, I'm I'm reading them. I just I didn't see that. And like, I mean, he's he's still he's he's white haired. Oh, it's white haired, not yeah. blonde. No, he's he's uh, older. Maybe that's so. why I just saw the wrong picture. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, still. Well, then I guess that changes my question because I was going to say, well, what what happened to his Alfred? But we already know that's the outsider. Yeah, and I mean, but even then, it's it's kind of interesting because I like though the fact that that like to help. But I thought after the button, they said that we were done seeing Thomas Wayne from Flashpoint. Like that was it. We're never going to see that Thomas Wayne again. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there again. We like maybe I missed something. But I, I, as far as I've know, like. You know, swearing on my comics. It's <laughs> the only thing that matters. But um, as far as I know, like that was the same Batman. Okay. Like, it's he came from that pocket universe somehow. Um, granted, now we, you know, that could be a major twist for Tom King's writing. You know, like oh, where does this Batman come from? But as far as I know, that is still the same Batman. That's not like say the Earth Two Batman from the uh, Earth Two book from New Fifty Two. That's mm-hmm. not that Batman at all. I this is the Flashpoint one, the one that wrote the letter and sent it. Because that was something I tried to do. I wanted to read the letter because I think that's a major clue. Like if we can go back to say what was it? I think Flashpoint was a five part series. So if you go back to Flashpoint number five, can you read the letter? And what is the letter that Thomas wrote to Bruce say? Because part of this Thomas Wayne evil Batman is he's trying to get Bruce to not be Batman. Just like, get the fuck, stop being this, live your life. So it almost kind of like, is that a darker version of what the letter is? Where it's like, I want you to find happiness mm-hmm. by me breaking your back and <laughs> killing your city. But you know. Well, um, I would say that I, I don't remember particularly that if in the, the comic book Flashpoint, if he, if we get to read the letter or not. But I want to say that in the cartoon, the cartoon I think it read, it's read to us. It's read to us. Yeah. yeah. I'm almost positive. And see, that's where I was thinking in my head. Because I was like, I swear I know the letter, but you're right. I don't think we see it in the comic books, which again gives Thomas Wayne all kinds of like, hey, because that would be an interesting question. What does the letter say? Mm. And so, I mean, we haven't seen the comic version. Yeah, we've seen the cartoon version, but that's that's a whole different DC. Animated, it's a different animated world there. You know, yeah. Oh, it, they don't go over it in in the button. Um, I, I'll have to double check my back issues because the button. It's funny. Like, I mean, what we're on issue seventy eight of Batman, and it's like the button was like in the 20s. So it's like, yeah. oh, that was forever ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. And it's funny because that is by normal standards, but, but by yeah. ours, it's like what we've been like two or maybe on year three of, yeah. of Batman because of the, yeah, the double, yeah, yeah. double ship. Uh, and congratulations to that creative. I mean, damn, that's impressive. That's true. Very true. And they're almost a third of the way of spawn. <laughs> Boom. That's right. We still got that coming. <laughs> um, okay. Well, there we go. That's some, uh, look into our Alfred that we're going to be talking about more of because we did the one one last week. This week we're going to do a little bit of a challenge or a couple of challenges with the uh, with Alfred this week. We're going to talk about the importance of Alfred Pennyworth <laughs> in various places. <laughs> uh, but let's get to our spinner rack first. So what's up for comic books this 
new comic book day. All right. It's greatest day of the week. So let's get into it. Uh, this Wednesday at your local comic shop, what are some things that you can look forward to? All right. Let's see. If you're looking at some image comic book stuff, uh, Hit Girl Season 2 Issue 8 will be out. Uh, so if you were a fan of Kick-Ass, definitely she's broken into her own thing. Speaking of Kick-Ass itself, it now has an ongoing series with Issue 17. But this will be a different Kick-Ass because the... Uh, the mantle of Kickass has been passed on as well. So uh, was is the is the Hit Girl that came out? Is that is that the one that's written by Kevin Smith? Uh, I don't believe it is. Or Let was me, it started by Kevin Smith and now it's on to someone else writing it? Maybe yeah, because right now it's Daniel Way who's writing it. Okay, so, what yeah. issue is it? Uh, we're on issue eight. Maybe so he probably had two. the first six or something. Yeah, because five. it's yeah, it looks like season one, season two. So yeah, could have been one of those types of things. Uh, Kickass itself is being written by Steve Niles. Um, and that's focusing on the uh, the young lady who is currently kick-ass. So, yeah, so a lot of crazy stuff there. So it's kind of nice to see that that world's being expanded upon. Uh, I know I've enjoyed the movies, so I don't know, maybe I'll have to start picking up the comics and, and seeing what's going on there. Um, if you are looking at Dark Horse comics, there's going to be some DC comics over there as well. Black Hammer, Justice League, those two titles will be teaming up and we'll get issue three of five. Various uh, variant covers out there. So if you're a fan of the Black Hammer team and you love your DC comics and Jeff Lemire, then this is going to be one of those places to stop as well. Uh, Doc Shaner does one of the covers and it's just beautiful. But again, I love Doc Shaner art, so I, I just appreciate that. Um, now, if you're a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000, MST3K, MST there we go, uh, they actually have a trade paperback coming out which features some of their stories from way back and here and there and everywhere uh, so it'll collect issues one through six of their series um, so yeah a lot of crazy stuff in there I, I just I enjoyed I enjoyed that more for the two sidekick robots as opposed to the guy but then again you know that was just me I just sidekick robots make life better I need my own um, and so anyways so now going to the big guns we've got DC Comics so uh, speaking of Batman Batman issue 78 is out this is continuing on with the year of the villain and City of Bane now this is going to be an interlude so we're really going to have a heavy Batman Catwoman issue uh, of course Tom King is the writer on this one and Clay Mann will be treating us to the interior art now this is going to be exciting because we've been seeing snippets of Batman and Catwoman reuniting and kind of her helping him heal now we're going to get more of the full story on that so Thank I'm very Excited. And Clay Mann was the one that did uh, Hero Crisis, Heroes in Crisis, uh, right? I believe so. I know he contributed, but I think yeah, I think he did all the heavy lifting. Okay, yeah. So uh, you've got two covers to choose from. You've got the Tony Daniels uh, classic cover, and then the Virgin variant art, which features both covers featuring Batman and Catwoman, uh, which is perfect because Batman issue seventy six and issue seventy seven will be getting their own reprints. So that should be parts two and three of Batman City of Bane. Uh, Batman and the Outsiders issue five will be out as well. Um, Batman Eternal. Uh, that was a great fun series. It was a 52-issue weekly series that was put out during the Batman comics of New 52. So this 52-issue weekly series will also collect Batman issue 28 and one giant omnibus. Um, I was so bummed about this because I bought this series, and I was reading the start of it, and they, they had this great like frame-up with Jim Gordon. And then I just got busy. And then it's like, mm. man, weekly series. While you love them, it's tough because when you fall behind, damn, you yeah, fall behind. Exactly. <laughs> you don't realize how fast a week can go. So anyways. Um, this is perfect timing because Batman Hush, the animated movie, um, 
which I don't recommend. Mm. Sorry. I mean, it just wasn't for me, I guess. I'm too much of a fan of the classic. But anyways, uh, Batman Hush, the original series, the original story arc will be collected in a brand new trade paperback with a brand new cover by Jim Lee, which has a beautiful Batman uh, Hush kind of two-faced look. So one side is Batman, the other side is uh, Hush. This will collect the whole 12-issue stories plus the origin story presented in Wizard Zero. So that's wow. going to be a nice, beautiful collection there. I didn't know that there was an origin story in Wizard. Yeah, yeah. They did a nice, like, because they had Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee tag team, and they did, like, this uh, quick little six-issue thing. I mean, it's the classic, you know, the alleyway scene, Bruce with the science goggles on, going to college, uh, going out in the street, the bat crashing, stuff like that. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's one of those things. So, But, yeah, it sometimes gets often forgotten. And plus, another, I don't know if it's a bummer or not, but... There was a no wait. I'm sorry. I'm reading this wrong. There's a six pig six page story that adds to Batman Hush. So it's like right before they go to the opera, and you see Batman and Catwoman interacting. So now they know each other's. No, I don't think they know each other's secret identities yet. But like, there's get up for that. So actually, yes, there is a six page story from Wizard Zero that adds to Hush, and then there was a two page origin story. That's where it's at. Sorry, my mind was crossed there. Okay. So yeah, like the 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 six issue or the six pager. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer that if you bought the classic comics, you don't get that little bit there unless you track down the extra. So yeah, so it might be worth looking around and checking it. Um, I think if you bought any of the trades, like when they first released it, they were two two trades. I think it'll have it in there as well. Hmm. And it does. It's a nice little interlude. It adds to it. Um. Batman the Killing Joke hardcover is getting another printing. That's right. Uh, so Batman the Killing Joke, we're going to get another hardcore hardcover edition. So this one will contain the Killing Joke and also Batman Black and White issue four and countdown number 31. So they're going to have some nice Joker add-ons as, though, as well. Uh, Batman trade paperback volume 10, which features the story arc Nightmares. Uh, that will be printed and released. Batman Universe issue three of six. So this contains the Walmart... Uh, Brian Michael Bendis Adventures of Batman. So instead of going to Walmart and buying those giants, you can buy this one comic book which has two of the stories inside it. Uh, this is very beautiful art inside there by uh, Nick Darrington. It's not like full scale comic book it's got that little bit of cartooniness of it but i just think it's beautiful beautiful stuff uh so anyways but i'm gonna wait they will put a trade paperback out that'll contain the whole thing so there you go so you've got three versions of how to buy that <laughs> catwoman hits issue 15 and there will also be the cardstock variant which i know will be the one that a lot of people will be going for because that's got the selena kyle uh, Batman Returns costume. So it damn near looks like they did a painting of Michelle Pfeiffer. It's just obviously they couldn't because of licensing. But that's going to be out there as well. Detective Comics hits issue 1011. Dollar Comics will start premiering. So we'll have Batman issue 608, which is perfect because that's Hush Part 1. Event Leviathan hits issue 4. So we're almost done with that one. Flash comes on to issue 78, which will continue on the saga of the death of the Speed Force. Gotham City Monsters will be out there. And this is just basically going to be a little bit of a fallout from leviathan so shade that organization which deals with more of the uh, hardcore scary monsters that'll be broken down so now we're going to have our own team of frankenstein killer croc lady clayface orca 
and then the vampire Andrew Bennett. So they'll be teaming up to see what they can do to save Gotham City. Good God, everybody teams up to save Gotham City. It's not good enough. <laughs> we just need the Injustice Superman to come over, fix it, and then kick him out. There you go. <laughs> uh, Hawkman hits issue 16, which will take a little bit of Year of the Villain as well. Hawkman will be going up against one of his classic foes, the Shade. Justice League. Have you, wait, have you heard about the, the rumor that uh, the Black Adam movie starring... Oh, the Rock yes. will have will involve the Hawkman. Um, I guess the idea would be that it would we'd go back to, you know, Black Adam's origins, uh, being involved in ancient, ancient Egypt, Egypt, and you know, probably uh, having to Kandak being somewhat allies with Egypt in some way, and then Prince Khufu or AKA Hawkman, <laughs> yeah, AKA Hawkman, or maybe even Thanagarians invading Earth, and you know the uh, the Wizard Shazam and his quote-unquote brothers and sisters declaring Black Adam to be the guardian to keep the Thanagarians away. I dig it because honestly that takes me back to that JSA arc mm-hmm. when they did that. Yes. Um, yeah. And so I, I love that. I love the fact that it was it was K- K- Prince Kofu who we will discover becomes Hawkman. He had Black Adam. Uh, he had Dr. Fate. Mm-hmm. So the original, the, the Naboo, I guess, Dr. Naboo. And um, I think they had a Blue Beetle because somebody had the, the, right, scarab, the scarab. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, oh, yes, dude, I'm super <laughs> stoked because all I know is DC movies are just Elseworlds. That's that's the only way to make sense. Hey, of it has to so, be hey, anything about it. If I get something, I'll take it. You know. So if that's a little bit, you know, sliding a little Hawkman, sneaking some Blue Beetle, cool. If you do a Black <laughs> Adam movie, do you include uh, the ISIS orb or uh, Black Adam Junior. His his little her little brother. Oh. See, and that's tough because we never had the Black Adam family until modern time. Until that and JSA, so, yeah. those JSA issues. Yeah, and so like I love them. I think it's great because I like the idea of the Marvel family expanding both for Billy and for uh, Teth Adam. I think that's great. But like, if I did the first film, I would obviously keep it very you know ancient Egypt. Um, maybe like if I allude to it, like maybe it'd be neat that at the end of the movie, you kind of see like him closing a book and then you see ISIS and, um, Black Adam Jr. I don't remember what his name was. Osiris. There we go. Was it Osiris? Yeah, I believe so. ISIS and Osiris. So you see them sitting there and he's like, and that is our legacy. That Mm -hmm. is our legend. And that'd be kind of cool. And so maybe like you put like little mysteries in there, like, you know, Black Adam does get the orb and he's like, I'll save this for later. And then we know why. (laughs) Well, you know, there's, then there's also the history or uh, not history, the canon. Yeah. Canon's a good word. Precedent. Precedent is the word I was looking for. Okay. For Mary to get Black Adam powers to get our Black Mary, right? Yes. So what if at the end of like the Black Adam movie, it's her doing, because, you know, in the in the Shazam universe that we've already seen, she's supposed to be going off to college. So what if she's reading a book? She's been doing studying on the whole Shazam, Wizard Shazam and stuff like that. And she's like, oh, that's who the hero was before. And somehow she becomes the villain in the second Shazam movie because she's tapped into the Black Adam power, which then resurrects Black Adam because in his movie, he gets stopped or dead or whatever hey i'm down for that right i mean to see black mary that's cool Mm -hmm. um you know because the whole first movie is about family and how they needed to be family to come together well what happens when one of your family members is the bad guy yeah well and that's a good trick and then too like yeah what happens when she gets seduced by power yeah yeah no i dig it I'd, i'd watch that Sounds better than what we might see. So, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I, I loved. I, I really enjoyed the Shazam movie. So I, I'm I'm 
I oh, I'm still hopeful. Yeah, I have faith in the, yeah in what they're going to do with the second one, but it only takes one bad movie. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah. The fall from grace is not too hard. <laughs> so Justice League. Yes. Okay. So Justice League Odyssey. Uh, I lost my. Justice oh League man, Odyssey. that's still going. Yes. I, I I feel bad. I should be reading it. It's got like my favorite oh, character. Yeah, in it. you totally should because there's a variant cover. Um, wow, that thing is beautiful. That so is the Azrael Batman and his new armor, this gold red mixture, and the nice flaming sword and everything. So, if you want, like, if you're an Azrael fan, uh, like somebody I used to know, apparently, <laughs> uh, but if you're out there and you get a well, chance, I'm right here. I'm the only one. I'm the only <laughs> fan of Azrael. So they're making this book for oh, me. Yeah, I'm just not reading it. They're doing everything to seduce you to come back. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, the uh, the Year of the Villain variant edition will feature a beautiful. Uh, Azriel cover. Let's see if I can find out who your cover artist is. I think if they're crediting it correctly, Lucero Parillo. Mm. Uh, it is just beautiful. Like that needs to be an action figure now. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Justice League Odyssey will be tying into Year of the Villain. Uh, we will see what happens to Darkseid as he's being seduced by the power. Uh, Riddler will get his own Year of the Villain special. So that's right. Edward Nigma will be getting a chance to be offered something. Or maybe he's just going to be upset that... No, that's right. He's upset that he isn't offered anything. So it's like, yeah, why why, why not include the Riddler? I, that's that's kind of funny. That's kind of like uh, what happened previously with uh, Green Arrow after... Now, why didn't I get to join the Justice League? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in that, uh, was it No Justice storyline? Yep, yeah. So uh, <laughs> both my favorite characters... Green Arrow and Riddler, like my favorite <laughs> villain is the Riddler. He's like, oh, oh, I'm not good enough, huh? I'm just not good enough. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't buy Odyssey. That's what <laughs> oh. like, oh. <laughs> You're not buying our book? <laughs> Fuck those characters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this one comes by Mark Russell. So yes, Mark Russell has been tapping your phone. <laughs> he knows your secrets. Fair. Uh, Transmetropolitan, uh, that was a very edgy, Vertigo-esque character back in the day written by Warren Ellis. He is being collected in trade paperback format, so volume two will be out, and this will contain issues 13 through 24, so this will be the volume two. So if you're looking for one of those hard-ed, edgy characters, I would definitely steer you that way. Wonder Twins issue seven of 12, that means the pain is almost over. Wonder Woman issue 78 will be out as well, and then Young Justice will be coming at us with issue eight, and this one, they will be lost in the multiverse, and uh, we'll get to see some of the shenanigans and some of the stuff they're seeing. Uh, this one, it talks about the evils of Earth 3, so I think I need to go back an issue because I wanted to see that where they cross over with Kingdom Come, which may have happened in issue seven. Anyways, uh, jumping along, moving over to Marvel Comics. Uh, that's right. It's absolute carnage. That's what they want you to think. But anyways, there's a lot of stuff going on, and they're going to get me for one. Absolute Carnage, Symbiote of Vengeance. That's right. Back in the day, they used to have the Midnight Suns. For some reason, they would be always going after the Venom. They'd be tracking them down and whatnot, which kind of works because Eddie Brock is hardcore Catholic. And when you eat brains, what does that do to your soul and your faith? And it shakes <laughs> you and all that stuff. But anyways, there's been a lot of great stuff going on for Ghost Rider. And uh, this comic is written by Ed Brisson. So he's going to be the head writer of the ongoing Ghost Rider series that will be released next month. So if you are curious to what happened to Alejandra Jones, the female Ghost Rider that was short-lived, this is an opportunity for you to get caught back up and see where she's at. I, Plus, do, I oh, am surprised at how much Ghost Rider is being uh, utilized right utilized, now. Utilized, yeah. Between oh, yeah. him you know, showing up in Agents of, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., becoming getting his own show on Hulu now, yeah. um, 
He's got an Avengers arc. He's got an Avengers arc. He uh, he was he's apparently apparently a part of the Avengers one million BC. Like yeah, that's right. Was, they create a new writer there. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, they're giving him a, a more of a history, and then they're also uh, you know expanding exposure, yeah. exposure. So it's just I mean, not that he's a bad character. I'm I'm completely fine with that. But it's just odd that it's the character they decided to make huge again. Yeah. Well, then what I find kind of interesting is. So they're going to launch that book next month, Beware the Ghost Rider, and it's basically going to be a struggle between Johnny and Danny, the two brother Ghost Riders, and that would be the classic 70s Ghost Rider and then the 90s Ghost Rider that gave us basically the pennant stare and everything. I haven't heard anything about Robbie yet, Mm -hmm. and right now in the Avengers arc, they're kind of playing with the idea, will Robbie get to keep his powers or not? Obviously he will. Uh, You just don't throw away characters, but it is funny that it's like, it would think Robbie's the one getting the big spotlight. Why isn't well, he getting the book? Talking about throwing away characters, I know I'm not currently reading uh, <laughs> Avengers, but I have seen the ads of someone being underneath a, a cloth uh, who's dead. Like the big mystery, who's who's going to die? Oh, yeah, those puzzle pieces that they're doing. Yes. Yeah, so do you have any, uh, any guesses, any speculation on who's underneath? One thing for me is that it's obviously someone of smaller stature. Like it looks like a... It could be a kid. It could be uh, a younger lady or a very small man. Like, yeah, no. Well, so okay. I guess what I found interesting was the Fantastic Four was in that puzzle piece. Okay, right. Um, I remember seeing Captain Marvel. Yeah. So like they did a they did a good War job machine? of trying to yeah like it was a smattering of who knows what where and how I can't find the image but um I would. Uh, I, I've got a feeling I think it's going to be more Fantastic Four related, and they made a purpose to show the feet of this character. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I don't know, because then, like, like they did a couple others that tie into it as well. Like, I feel like this is going to take us to, like, a, a Marvel Point One book to launch the next, um, the next big thing that's going to happen. So... I, I feel like this one is going to be more related to the Fantastic Four. I just don't know who it'll be so i just i i know that someone was speculating that um maybe it's peter parker underneath there because of the whole sony marvel thing and i was like i don't that's not going to happen because even if disney is having problems with sony marvel's not going to be giving up their flagship character like spider-man (laughs) x-men yeah it's not the x-men it's not fantastic four which it sucked, yes, that they were gone from the comics for so long, but you can't have Marvel Comics without Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. It's just not possible. No, and even then, like, I mean, yes, you could get away with it with those characters as mentioned. Okay, so here we go. Um, the puzzle piece, so it's at the top, it says a mysterious murder, and then we see the Fantastic Four, the original four, Iron Man, um, Valkyrie, sorry, now I'm having loading issues. Of course, yeah, right at the perfect time. Uh, Valkyrie, uh, God. It's Captain Marvel right there, right? I think so, Captain Marvel, and then maybe Black Panther at the uh, at the bed end of that. So who all could it be? I, you know. Where's Steve right now? He's not in the picture, but could that be him? You know, maybe they, they could play with that. Um, just in the fact that maybe it's the super soldier serum gone again. Right. So because it, be like the, you said, the, the body guy. does look petite and it's like, okay, who could that be? But I, I kind of feel like this will definitely play with like 
maybe maybe it's like a side character, you know. So like who who's out there that might be able to take the fall. So like who is one of their supporting characters that they're all linked to? You know, and hopefully it's not Willie Lumpkin, the mailman. Also, oh, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, it could also be someone that has a a, a a out like if you kill them off there's still a, a possibility that they come back yeah. kind you of know thing, honestly so. like now, now that i finally got it to load bigger almost for some reason my mind goes to bruce banner i mean that's a possibility like, okay, what's going on with immortal Hulk right now well I, so i think they're gonna hit issue 25 and then they're gonna rebrand it mm. like they're gonna do something so it's, why would they rebrand it that that book is selling oh, it's so doing well and fantastic and but the that's just what they do, man. I don't know why. Like, it's like, hey, this is doing great. Let's cancel it. Well, I mean, is it, I don't know what's going on with Pym, Hank Pym anymore, but last time I saw he was part Ultron. So what if he ends up dying? Oh, that could be something. Yeah. No, maybe maybe they, they do the separation and he doesn't survive. Yeah. Like, the only thing that's interesting about it is when you look at the image, Johnny has his hands in his hair. Like, he definitely seems to be the one in the most grief. Uh, we see Valkyrie kind of have her heart, like her hand over her chest. Um, definitely all those characters, like it could be Peter. They're definitely linked to them and with Johnny acting that way. But I don't know. I just, I kind of got a feeling it's, it's Bruce, but so then if Valkyrie has her hand over heart, does that mean it could be Donald Blake, Bruce or Thor Uh, Thor and a Donald Blake? version maybe maybe yeah maybe it's somehow he got depowered but i feel like they've done too much with thor that they're kind of kind of leave him alone <laughs> okay so but yeah no my money's on i'm thinking maybe it's um it's a twist that it could be to peter parker and then it could be to um uh bruce banner those are that's where my initial thoughts are i, I guess technically you could kill peter parker because there's still a spider-man there's still miles morales yeah. So I, I I am completely wrong that you know that you're not getting rid of your flagship character because they might be pushing further into we want Miles Morales. However, that's still a Sony character. Oh, yeah. Miles Morales is still well, Sony. I think uh, like I think Hickman set a precedent when he said it. Stop letting the movies control your comics. Oh yeah. And it's like I think with him saying that, I think that kind of like all right, editors, back the hell off. Don't let the MCU be your guide. Write stories that eventually the MCU will want to take. Well, that was the whole point of the MCU. The MCU was like, hey, Ultimates did great. How about we just make the that version of of the comic books like into movies? And that's kind of what we did. They, I mean, you had Nick Fury from Ultimate Comics. Yeah, he's straight up that Nick Fury. Uh, the that's that Spider Man kind of is the ultimate comic spider-man oh yeah he's, he's a kid yeah. he, he's not even he doesn't work at the daily bugle that's true you yeah. know kind of thing so i don't know it, it's a it's a possibility yeah well i mean and too like even what's interesting is because then there's another puzzle piece i don't know if you saw the second one so the second one says at the top of it a glimpse of eternity so it has this guy it looks like they're jumping they're upside down and from what i'm gathering it looks like it says two-faced and you see this red star in their chest i think that's supposed to be the starburst of Oh, God. He got introduced with the Avengers BC. It's the Hulk-looking one. Oh, the Starbrand. Yeah, Starbrand. So I think they're bringing Starbrand back. Um, we see Matt Murdock in his very much year one costume. Or not year one, but his black jumpsuit. Okay. Um, I'm guessing it's Jessica Jones. And then at the bottom, I think it's whoever is wearing the Eternity mask, which they made that like a big deal when it came down to... Um, uh, Marvel Comics 1000. So I guess that goes back all the way to the Golden Age character, the Masked Rider. Mm. Raider, Masked Raider. So yeah, so I think well, there's something going on. Wasn't there. there another puzzle piece, the one that you sent me with yeah. Doom? Well, then, yeah. And so then we have the third one, which has the trinity of Apocalypse, Magneto, and Charles Xavier. And so the I big there was one with Doom. Is, 
Not that I can remember. No? Okay. Maybe I was looking at it wrong then. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, with this third one, so we see a very creepy looking, you know, Xavier. And then that one at the top, it says a deadly alliance. And so, but basically the major thing is, uh, is can you solve the puzzle before the heroes of the Marvel Universe incoming? Now, my initial thought, and this is going to be solicited for December 26th, which is Boxing Day over in England, which is the day <laughs> you take care of your butler. Hey, hey it all ties back hey, in. look at that. Anyways, um... This like I almost feel like maybe they're gonna try their hand at doing what DC used to do when they did that mystery. So there was a twelve issue miniseries, and you had to solve it as you read it. So I almost kind of wonder if maybe that's what they're gonna do is like, hey, let's have our own book and let's try this out. But again, I could be completely off. Um, what would be interesting to see is do these three pieces connect? Uh, is there more pieces? What's gonna happen? So yeah, so definitely I, it's they seem related, but they don't seem related. You know, which Fair. is going to be interesting, but I think that's what it's probably just going to be overall. It's going to be probably more like a a point one book, and this will have those like five to eight page stories that launch. You know, so you read this, and then it'll like go read Daredevil, go read you know Spider Man or whatever the books will tell you to do. So yeah, but it is fun. It is neat. I love when they do put those teaser solicits out there. So yeah, but anyways, we'll jump back to. Um, Spinner Spinner rack. Rack. So yeah, so anyways, uh, Symbiote of Vengeance, Absolute Carnage, pick it up. There's going to be a lot of cool stuff there. I'm curious to see what's happened to Alejandra, and I hope they do use her in the upcoming series as well with Robbie. Uh, Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool Part 2 of 3 will be out. You know, every time you do an event, you have to do the versus Deadpool, so there you go. That <laughs> didn't, just be crazy. I, didn't I see an ad or something, or maybe it was a headline of Carnage finds himself a girlfriend or something? Is that a, is that a storyline that's going on right now? There might be something because I think Scream, uh, and if I remember correctly, she was the Venom, not the Venom, but she was the female symbiote of right. the group. She's going to get her own book, so it makes sense that, yeah, she's going to get hyped up a little bit. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Age of X-Men, Apocalypse, and the Extracts will finally come to trade paperback, which I think collects all of that series. So if you were a fan of the Age of X-Men, it's all available to you. Agents of Atlas number one is getting a second printing with a new cover. Amazing Spider-Man issue 29 will be out. Now, this is a tough one because there's a rumor, and take Bleeding Cool with a grain of salt, do or don't, but apparently this is going to be the issue that may or may not undo one more day. Thanks, solicits. I wish I would have known that instead of now I'm probably going to have to go to freaking eBay and spend a fortune. Uh, Nick Spencer brings us to a big conclusion here. So the solicit reads, the aftershocks for Mary Jane's recent decision are felt throughout Spider-Man's life. With that throwing Peter's life into upheaval, a supervillain rearing their head is not helpful. That's all we saw. So I'm not going to order that because it sounds like any other comic book like Spider-Man. But yeah, so there may or may not be some big stuff there. Um, But what is kind of cool, and I forgot to mention this, and some of the characters will be getting variants. Immortal Hulk. They did this one cover where it shows Banner on one end. So Banner on the left side and then Hulk on the right side. And then like merging in between them, showing the transformation. Mm -hmm. And then also showing various versions, like a gray version, Mr. Fix-It, Professor Hulk, and stuff like that. So people just really fell in love with it. And they're actually going to do multiple variants like that. So issue 29, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, will be getting one of those with a Peter Parker and then it being mashed and mushed into a Mm Spider-Man. So if you liked that cover, there's going to be more out there. Uh, Avengers 22 is getting a second print. And why am I bringing this one up? Because it's got a cool Ghost Rider cover. <laughs> That's right. The Ghost Rider shenanigans continue on. Black Cat issue 4 will be out. Captain Marvel issue 10 will be out as well. Uh, this is going to start dealing with some of the um, some of the fallout going on. So we have this new character, Star. I don't know anything about her, but she's probably going to be rocking Carol's world. 
because I think after this arc is done, I think Carol's going to be a villain. So I don't know what's going on. You know, why are the stars changing? Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Daredevil issue 11 will be out. This will start the third story arc through hell. Okay, folks, go buy Daredevil. Buy them all. Dude, this series is amazing. Like, I, I can't rant and rave enough about it, and I will give you my money-back guarantee. You buy it, you don't like it, send me your issue, I'll buy it right off you. Uh, then issue 11 will also get one of those Immortal Hulk variants as well with Matt Murdock merging into the Netflix Black Mask Daredevil merging into Daredevil Yellow and then finally finishing off as Daredevil Red. It's a weird-looking thing. It's kind of scary, but if you like that, that's yours. Uh, Daredevil issue 9 will be getting a second printing as well. Doctor Strange 19 will be on the way. Fantastic Four number 12 gets a second printing, and this is a fun one because we have the big Thing Hulk showdown. Uh, let's see here. Immortal Hulk issues 20. Sorry, issue, okay, issue 20 will get a third printing. Issue 22 will get a second printing. And then the Immortal Hulk director's cut issue three will be out as well. Holy cow, that's a lot of stuff going. Mm. Uh, Invaders number nine will be out. If you're a Namer fan, you need to be reading this. I need to be writing about it because there's some amazing stuff going on with the original Golden Age Avengers. I'm going to try to put something together for us. Um, I highly recommend it. It's It's been a great book. If it's not your cup of tea, try it because I think it will be by the time you're seeing what's going on with this mystery. Uh, Invisible Woman issue three will be out as well. This will talk about the uh, superhero turned spy secret agent Susan Richards, which makes sense why S.H.I.E.L.D. would want her. Anyways, this is a very classic Madonna cover. So she's in her blue dress with all the men around her in tuxedos trying to seduce her mm. and woo her. Ironheart number 10 is out. King Thor. This will be one of... Um, well, actually, this will be the swan song of Jason Aaron and Asad Ribic. Uh, this is their final Thor story. So everything that's Thor for the past, like, I don't know, five to seven years, it's finally coming to a head. But isn't isn't he the writer on Avengers right now? Oh, yeah, he's on Avengers. But uh, that's different somehow. <laughs> well, because I find it interesting because Jason Aaron also did a lot for the Ghost Rider mythos. And it's funny that this current arc is obviously, you know, dealing with the challenge of the Ghost Riders. Uh, but... Like, I guess he still gets to play with the character, but as for him shaping the story, that's kind of out of his hands now. So maybe that's how that works. Uh, Loki issue three will be out. Marvel Tales will be giving us a bunch of Black Panther reprints. So this will be very fun. We'll get Avengers issue 87, Jungle Action issues six and seven. And then lastly, Black Panther number one from back in 2009. So if you really liked Eric Killmonger, definitely pick this one up because it'll have a nice two-part story of him in there as well. Uh, if you're a fan of Jack Kirby, he will finally get his Marvel Visionaries. So that'll be out there as well. Uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man issue 10 will be out along with an Immortal Hulk variant. Moon Knight will be getting his own annual. That's right, that crazy son of a gun will be going after Kang. Yeah, that's going to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, actually, that could be some crazy fun shenanigans. Uh, let's see. Powers of X issue four will be out there. Uh, House of X was insane. So this will be the fallout issue. Holy balls. I cannot wait to pick this up. Uh, there are a lot of great variant covers out there as well with your powers of X. So choose wisely. Silver Surfer Black issue four will be out as well. Shiri trade paperback will get her volume two 24-7 Vibranium. Uh, Spider-Man, the many host of carnage. So this way you can keep up with who's been a carnage and who hasn't. If you want to save some money, now's the time. True believers. That's right. Hulk gray Hulk returns. Number one will be out. This will basically be the second time they tried to play with the gray Hulk from back in issue 324. Uh, mindless Hulk. Number one will be out and that'll basically reprint issue 299. The last chance we saw him before he becomes professor Hulk. If I remember correctly. 
Um, Venom issue 18 will be out and this will basically tie in with the absolute carnage stuff as well. And there will be an immortal Hulk variant as well with that. And then war of realms, Spider-Man and daredevil trade paperback will be out as well, man. That's a lot of stuff coming at us from Marvel. So shop wisely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, that's quite the the spinner rack right there. We have lots of lots of stories, lots of lots of new issues to get out there and read. Yeah, well, I mean, it's really interesting because like Marvel is doing a couple of events at the same time. Like it was pretty ballsy when they were doing two, which They're is funny because like they three. they were the company that said we're not going to be doing event books anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was less than a year ago, I oh, think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, um, which is fine. I like events. I like it. I like crossovers more than I like individual titles now. Um, I don't know why. I guess I feel like it's it's what I used to get with the Justice League of America books. You know, the whole I get everybody kind of thing. So, I I, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Would- well, those are fun. Like I, I I love events, especially especially when they tie into the grander scheme of things. I think that's a lot of fun. Like Day of Judgment and Marvel Damnation. Those were fun. Why? Because they played with all the toys in the toy box. Mm-hmm. That's fun stuff. You know. Okay, so speaking about Alfred, the little bit of news, and that's that's quote air quote news right there because you have to take it with a grain of salt because you sent me the article uh, this past week um, about Alfred and the whole his death in the last issue of Batman. Uh, I think it was at some convention that someone was talking about it that what was it was it bleeding cool that overheard it they said they overheard it just people talking about it in the, in the background yeah so it's one of those things like okay if you ever do start going to conventions go to the bars afterwards because mm-hmm. that's where all the talent go and then you can just be a fly on the wall and you're going to hear a lot of stuff now, again you always take it with a grain of salt because what is being said and what will actually get published are two worlds apart sometimes they stay the same sometimes they don't but yeah so apparently was like, it bleeding cool? Was that yeah, it was article? bleeding cool that, that that put that article out there, and so yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff that'll wind up going like, um, oh gosh, what am I looking at? Like, I think Alfred, like they they talked about that too, that it's not necessarily Alfred will be killed, but maybe it was so big enough that they might experiment with actually having him be dead. Yeah, the idea was that the issue got so big that they aren't going to reverse what happened that it's going to be you're like the original plan was for Alfred to get killed or not to get killed that it was going to be a big trick a big mishap or not mishap but uh, uh, misdirect so Alfred didn't die in the in the chair or die what so it was Bane that killed him yeah Bane yeah, that's right. we talked about that last straight week. up snaps his neck yeah. so it, it was going to be uh, that 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 wasn't true but then now that uh, the issue is sold so well and it's gotten so much uh, news coverage and stuff like that, that they are not going to reverse it. And it's, you're going to find out that it was Alfred that died. To me, that seems like the wrong way to do it. That If you got so much coverage, you should want to, re- to, to uh, reverse it, like make it so that he didn't die. But that's just me. But this is also this is the reporter not asking questions. This is a reporter overhearing it at a bar when two editors were talking to each other or some shit yeah. like that, according to that article. So, how do you feel about that? If it is that they're not going to reverse this death and Alfred is going to be dead for the time being, you know, it's tough because DC did a good job. Like Tom King, he's been out there hustling his comics. Like he's like, hey, pick this stuff up. I got some great story. I'm doing some amazing things. Um, and like, so the precedent isn't out there to say they didn't warn us about it. But at the same time, 
if they're changing his overall story, then I don't like it. Okay. Because if it fell on us that we didn't buy it, then that's our fault as fans. But if it fell on them to say, hey, they did buy it, and it seems like it's worth doing, so let's change it, then no, that's not cool. Because, like... We can tell when story's been changed. You know, I mean, it goes all the way back to the classic Armageddon 2001. Yep. That was going to be a really cool story. There's going to be a lot of ramifications and changes. And then, oh, the thing got out there, so let's just do something silly and change it 100%. So, I mean, as long as we're getting the original story that Tom King was out there to put out there, then I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's like, you know, like, oh, he was supposed to be dead. Okay, then that's what that tale was about. But if they're just killing him because they realized, hey, this sold a lot of books, then bullshit on you. Because <laughs> you can sell reprints. You know, that's what second, third printings are for, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope for the story's sake that we got the original story and we'll get the original conclusion as they were meant to be. Not something because somebody said, oh, that got us some press. Let's keep it this way. So, yeah, I would say the same. It's just like, like I said, I, I would think that it would work better if you reversed it. Uh, or the fact that it got so much publicity is the reason why you wanted to reverse it, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, in that case, you know, because fan reaction, yes, it can be crazy. It can change stuff. But, you know, the hope is that ultimately they learn from like, like the spider clone, for example, like when that happened, like it wasn't too exciting to say like, oh, hey, you know, like, because that story should have ended very quickly. Like I was, I'm, I'm reading it's the Ben Riley papers, I think it is. And there's this like 32 web page article and it just goes on and like it's actual creators and they're talking about it. And it's like, yeah, like we had the story. We were going to wrap it up in like six to eight months. <sighs> but then like editorial and marketing got a hold of it and they just expanded and expanded and expanded and expanded. And that's why it became years. And it's like. Like, it's tough because, like, for me, that's a pivotal era of Spider-Man books. I loved Ben Riley. I thought he was a great character, great addition. Um, but to see, like, and again, I wasn't as big a fan as I am now. So, like, would I react differently? Probably, you know? So, I don't know. Like, I always say let story dictate before marketing does. But again, you know, I'm not paying these people, too. So, <laughs> that's the tough part. Okay. So, uh that's you know we're, we're we're still talking about Alfred, so we would do our challenge this week as we normally do after we do a one on one. Our challenge this week was to see simple. Uh, it's a simple challenge, but <laughs> we definitely went in a lot of different directions. Yes, the idea is what would happen if Alfred Pennyworth had been in the Marvel universe instead of the DC universe. Yes, and we could go d a bunch of different directions. One of the simplest things is. What family would he work for? What what family would he have worked for in in the Marvel uh, Marvel universe? But we expanded on that too. We went on different stuff. We you know necessarily not, not he wouldn't necessarily be someone that worked for a family. He might not have went into the Butler Field kind of thing. Um, so we had a few things. Your first major storyline was? So I thought about okay if I, if Alfred Pennyworth found himself in the Marvel universe. I thought, I think the way I would have used him, I could see him being part of Sergeant Nick Fury's Howling Commandos. Like, I just felt since they were such an international team of men doing amazing mm -hmm. stuff, like, I almost feel like Alfred would have probably replaced Dum Dum. 
Like it would have been Alfred and uh, Nick Fury. They'd be the two top dogs. And then eventually that's where they'd go on to form S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And maybe the little twist of it would be like almost like maybe S.H.I.E.L.D. would be kind of like Kingsman. They'd probably be a little bit more proper and stuff Ooh. like that. But because of Alfred's ties to butlery, Buttling, uh, he would uh, he would probably be like, we'll insert our agents as butlers to famous ah, wealthy people, okay. and so they're there, they're your guards, but they're at the same time, it's the butler. See, and when you first wrote that of uh, what if or, or Alfred would be an agent of Shield, to me, my mind went to him replacing Nick Fury altogether. Ooh. Like Alfred Pennyworth being the the director of Shield, that seems. In fucking incredible to me. Oh, dude, I think he would definitely have a way better handle on it than Nick Fury does. <laughs> oh, because it's, it's there wouldn't be so know. much espionage. I think probably you're right. Like Alfred would be a little bit more transparent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's. Thank you. That's actually the word. Yeah, because yeah. like because it's kind of the same thing that Batman does. You know, it's like I keep it all close to the chest, <laughs> and you'll never know. <laughs> well, that's why we're all in the dark, and we can't help you. You know. <laughs> Meanwhile, Alfred would be like. I'll trust that guy. Let's keep an eye on him. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm totally okay with telling you that. Yeah. Oh, I'd like that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Alfred Pennyworth, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. would, would work out phenomenal. I think that's a, a great thing. And and obviously, in more modern times, we'll see the, we see the, the backstory of Alfred being a military man, you know, yeah. being the uh, ex-SAS, ex-her- Royal Highness's British Army, whatever it is, I don't know. Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, there you go. Her Majesty's Secret Service, MI5, MI6, whatever. But uh, I think that would be pretty cool. I think that would, I, I'd love to see that. I would love to see, you know, w- what if he was part of the Howling Commandos? What if he did take the Infinity Formula? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Is that what gave them the longevity, the life, the long life? Yeah. Uh, is there going to be, would there be some uh, LMDs of Alfred running around out there? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, and that's what's so neat to play with. And that's why I think it would be neat because to me, like when I thought about it, putting him as an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., putting him into that history, I just don't see his father holding him down like the Wayne family kind of had mm-hmm. that hold and not saying it in a mean way. Like obviously Alfred feels that he's done and he's lived a good life and he's done amazing stuff. But I just think in this chance in the Marvel universe without him being tied to his own family and the Waynes, he would have had that bigger opportunity for himself. And I could just see that when he was in the service, <clears throat> like his impeccable record would be like, we're not letting you go, even though you've done your time. Mm-hmm. We need more from you. And with that acting background, that's why it's like, oh, then it's easy for me to be a spy, and I would love this, and he would have done a lot more. So, yeah, he would he would be the butler to the world. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, so then my decision uh, for when we came up with this, this idea would be you put Alfred in either the Korean War, Vietnam War, or update it so that he was in uh, – Operation Iraqi Desert Freedom, Storm. Oh, yeah. Desert Iraqi Storm. Storm. There okay. you go, Desert Storm. And uh, you know he goes, he goes to sacrifice himself by saving a platoon or his squad or whatever you want to call it. You know, like uh, his he men. takes he takes strapple, strapnel, sh- shrapnel, shrapnel. Thank you <laughs> to the back or something like that. And in that moment, as he's dying, a certain wizard and his <laughs> daughter visit him and say, "Hey, would you like this amulet of right or sword of might?" And he takes the amulet of right because he's Alfred, yeah. and thus we have the new Captain Britain, Alfred Pennyworth, Captain Britain. Oh, dude, <laughs> that is cool. Like, I, 
just picturing it, but the the funny thing, I I still see the bald spot. Yes, you would. <laughs> of course, you would. And he would probably have like a three piece suit, like uh, Captain Britain suit. Like oh, it man. would be. Uh, so he's just Uncle Sam draped in the in the American <laughs> flag, uh, the British flag. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I would love it. I would love to see what that would mean. What would that entail? How would uh, Alfred Pennyworth be the guardian of uh, the British Isles? You know, look like. Yeah. What happens to Brian Braddock then at that point? Like, does he become Union Jack, the new Union Jack? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, what if Brian Braddock was part of uh, his platoon? Like, well, and, and or no, he was a scientist, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was more science guy. But it, again, you know, that's where it's like, well, maybe then Brian Braddock in a twist becomes his Alfred. Oh, you know, so it's like, hey, you know, these are some of the things that I'm going to help you with. Here's some of the observations I've made. Because the thing when you brought that up, my mind immediately went to Excalibur. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. And it would make sense because Alfred would be perfect for that because Alfred, like, he's seen the weird and he interacts with it still at the way you would you should interact with people. So, like, he's not going to see Nightcrawler and freak out. He's going to be like, oh, Mr. Wagner. Hello. <laughs> Master Wagner. How Master are Wagner. You know? and, and, and I think it would be great. And it's just he lends himself to being because Alfred is a very virtuous character. He's a great guy. And I think that it's just like, that is spot on. And one thing that I like about R2 is Alfred really does shine very nicely in the Marvel Universe. Like, not to say that he doesn't have a great place in the DC Universe, because it's like, like I could imagine that if Alfred ever died, everybody would show for that funeral. Oh, yeah, that would be another like one. Clark Kent would be there, super, you know, or I don't even know if they would go full costume. That's like, what I was going to wonder. Would, would they go full, would everybody that showed up, would they go full costume or would they go civilian clothes like it'd be like kind of paying respect to him in that way i guess honestly it, it depends on how he dies like i think if he dies in the line of work they go in super heroics if he dies of old age then they go in civilian duty you know i don't know that's just something because like while it would be tough because like if he does die that throws his like Batman secret identity out there, but That's not true. that it would matter because the Titans would be there. They already know who Nightwing mm -hmm. is, who the Robins are. They'd be okay with that. But see that that's also the way that you think about the way that Alfred refers to people. Even when Superman shows up in the Batcave, he calls oh, him Master Kent. He doesn't say Superman. So I could see everybody being like civilian clothes because that's the way he saw us. That's the way he he represented us or presented us. I, guess I like the best that. Way to put it. Yeah, oh, I like that. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go then. So Rafa couldn't join us today, unfortunately, but he did send in some of his suggestions. So imagine, uh, imagine if Frank Castle uh, had Alfred as a a family butler, like after his family had gotten killed. Like, yeah. does he still become the Punisher, or does something else happen? So I like that he threw that out there. Yeah. So like, what if Alfred was in the Castle family? You know, I I, I see. I think I think Frank goes about his battle smarter. I think we actually have a distinction between the Punisher and Frank Castle. Ooh. So like Frank Castle probably goes on to be like veterans affairs, uh, family advocate, trying his best to do what he can for everybody. But then at night to satisfy his anger and his vengeance, he goes out as the Punisher. But do you think, I, I, and I like what you're saying, and I think that that also bleeds into his nighttime as the Punisher where he makes smarter moves. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily go in, like, well, the way that he's always written is that he goes in spraying with that gun, <laughs> but it's always strategic spraying. It's yeah. never going to hit civilians. It's always only to hit the bad guy. Yeah. But I think you would see more of Sniper. Oh, yeah. 
Frank. You would see more of uh, close quarters Frank, you know, coming in with a shotgun kind of thing. But I, I just don't think that it would happen that often that you would see uh, uh, full on armory Frank coming in and, and doing stuff. It'd be yeah, no, it'd be it'd be cleaner warfare because you would yeah. ha- because if you keep that SAS training that that Alfred have, he, you would have Uncle Alfred that showed you know younger Frank how to how to go about things a little bit yeah. less. Uh, Loudly? <laughs> oh my god! Well, you know how scary that would be. Like, and maybe that's even the thought process there. The Punisher is more myth as opposed to we know it's Frank. Ooh! So like, we don't even see a figure. Like, you just see that Punisher van roll up. Maybe Frank goes in, but <laughs> Alfred's in there. Like, all right, I'm launching these. You know, uh, t- tossing in the grenades now and stuff like that. So I could almost see, maybe not necessarily like Alfred would pull Frank out of the vengeance. But maybe Frank might pull Alfred a little bit in. Yeah. Maybe because in this case, with it, because like ultimately this comes down to like, I guess what Alfred should have looked like in Flashpoint. You know, how does he take it losing children versus losing adults and Mm -hmm. raising a child? Mm -hmm. So if you're raising a child, you have to be a good man. But if you're helping somebody deal with the loss of a child, you might be angry. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I like that. So yeah, so um, Rafa definitely threw it out there. Like, who would who would gain uh, from the benefit of Alfred's counsel? So I like that. So my kind of my thought with that, then thinking about it, and I just played with this in our chat. I was thinking, you know, going full British, then I could kind of see like like maybe Alfred was there as well as a member of the SAS, like taking Peggy Carter's position. Ooh, and so now he is Cap's handler. And it's like, okay, so, you know, does does Captain America become a better person because of it? I think so. I mean, ultimately, he has somebody. So this would be like the Nick Fury he could trust instead of the Nick Fury that he's got to deal with. So I think that would have been kind of fun. I think you tossed one out there too, right? I had another one. I was like, what if, uh, well, how would villains change? So what if uh, after uh, Victor Von Doom's, you know, face disfiguring accident what if his family butler was alfred what if somehow you know alfred leaves britain and finds his work in latveria to the most prestigious family there like what would victor von doom be like what would if he had that guiding hand i mean we're definitely making the assumption that alfred is going to be the same in the marvel universe as he is in the dc universe whatever family he's attached to whatever person that he's attached to he goes wholeheartedly into like kind of thing. Yeah. He sees the good in everyone, right? Oh, yeah. So what would it be like working for Victor Von Doom? What would it be like making it so that uh, uh, Victor doesn't go completely inside like once he has his accident? He, what Would he convince Victor to be more good? Um, I know I didn't read The Indestructible Iron Man. Oh, yeah, no, it was the Superior Iron No. No, not Superior. It was another I thing. Infamous Iron Man. Infamous. So yeah. I don't was he a good guy or a bad guy as I So he was supposed to be a good guy in that one, if I remember correctly. Like it was like, okay, this is where, you know, now like I got my second chance because of Secret Wars, Reed Richards, let him have a life. And so yeah, so this is where he gets to be a better person because of it. So I mean how would you would you see him becoming a good guy or does he does alfred uh more placate him or uh no what's the word um uh psychologists use it when you are not helping your um enabling enabling yes would he enable uh and and also like justify the evil acts that victor does because he does the same thing for Batman. Like, it, you know, he'll be like, you're doing the right thing, even though you're not, you could be doing better kind of things. Yeah, you know, it's tough because, like, I guess, like, 
Because it's funny because, like, again, Victor Von Doom, a part of his tragedy is the loss of his mother. Mm-hmm. So I guess a big question I would have to ask is when does Von Doom meet Alfred? Is he already established as the ruler of Latveria? So in that case, I could see Alfred probably being more counter to him, being like, you're a monster, you're a dictator. Mm-hmm. But now if it just so happened to be that, let's say, the Pennyworths found themselves in Latveria and they were helping the Von Dooms, and, you know, after uh, after the mother passes, you know, like basically Alfred is there for a young Von Doom. I think he like Dr. Doom in a way becomes the hero of Latveria, but he's the villain of Marvel still. Mm. So like the Latverian people love him. And at the end of it, like Alfred's like, no, you will always do but do right by Latveria to hell with the rest of the world. They were never there for us. Ooh, so I like maybe, that. Maybe there's that twist to that. Like I like that. that. All right. That sounds good to me. Um did you have you have one uh, did 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 uh I one that I did like that you put you threw out there was uh he being the caretaker of Rick Jones. Oh yes, yeah. So the what happens Alfred. there? <laughs> what ha- you know, so it, I'm t- I'm guessing the idea is that instead of Bruce Banner running out there and and saving Rick Jones, uh Alfred runs out there because yep. he was like mere steps behind Rick Jones. Yeah, I mean like, like you shouldn't be out there. Oh no. Yeah, exactly. Like somehow Alfred finds himself maybe like in foster care. The car stops for a second. You know, Rick just bolts and then Alfred is steps behind him. And yeah, exactly. Alfred just shoves Rick out of the way. The explosion happens. And, you know, so like now, now this really gives Alfred the spotlight. So, yes, he's the incredible Alfred. Um, (laughs) But I I guess what I find funny is that the challenge to that or the question is, have we ever seen Alfred angry? I think you have. Uh, There was what was the what was something I just looked at where. Oh, it's in the deceased number two, right? When you okay, s- when you see uh, uh, Batman, he's wearing the Mister Freeze outfit, and he's right. like, he's finally changing over. And Alfred's like, "Well, you know, I'm sorry. This, I, I don't want to have to do this, but I have to do this." And he shoots him right with a right. shotgun, right? Uh, not necessarily angry yet. But obviously not the Alfred that we are used yeah. to. Well, so it definitely, so it's extreme for him to get in that position. Right. Like we don't see him that way. So I would almost say, I think his Alfred is Professor Hulk. Okay. Like, or sorry, Alfred becomes Professor Hulk. Right. So when he does finally get to that level, the willpower of Alfred, the constitution that Alfred has, I would say he is like, he's like, you know, he gets the bulk and he retains himself. He's still proper. Ooh. You know, so he would be like, okay, like I'm fully aware of what I'm doing. So it's it's almost like to that moment, like I go back to the Avengers movie. You'd be kind of like Jennifer Walters. Yeah, like yeah, there you go. Right? Yeah, like he, he kind of looks to that point. And so it's like I'm fully aware of what I'm doing. I'm constantly this way, mm. you know. And so, yeah, he, and so I think that would just be fun, you know, like. Like it was more just in jest. You know, I just wanted to type the incredible Alfred. But it's it's interesting story. That's the, we're putting them in different situations that would not be the same, which oh, yeah. I really enjoyed. I really liked that. Um, Alfred as a surrogate father for Peter Parker or Ooh. Miles Morales. That's that was uh, Rafa's toss yeah. out there. And I like that one because to me, so like I tried thinking about it on my way over here, and I thought, okay, I could see Alfred being there for the Parkers, Richard and Mary, and then of course. The law and like the law is funny. So I could see like by law it goes to blood. So that's why May raises Peter. Mm-hmm. And 
Alfred has got a responsibility. He's like, well, no, I'm still going to be here for the son. Like, right. The family wanted it. So. I mean, it'd be kind of interesting that the the Parkers had a butler because <laughs> everything we know about Peter is that their family does not have any money. But, well, but then this goes back to the fact that Richard and Mary were agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. And it goes back to Alfred, agent of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would be interesting. Like, it w- There would be that power struggle, that power dynamic between May and Alfred because you have one... You have one side where Alfred's like, well, I've been friends with them for so long. I know how they would want to raise him. I know what's best for him. And then you'd have May, who is, you know, is family, is family, motherly. And then also, I don't want them. I don't want him to be raised the same way they were raising him because they obviously got themselves killed kind of thing. Uh, So where is that? And then it kind of goes into that whole, or it doesn't go into it, but it reminds me of Jarvis and May being a couple at one point, right? Yeah. So is there going to (laughs) eventually be that love interest between Alfred and May? I think that's what it'll build to. Like at the beginning, there's that like, oh, you ignorant fool. And then at the end of it, it's like, you lovely ignorant fool. <laughs> it's so. going to be Alfred and, and Leslie Tompkins. It's going to be we raised this kid together yeah. kind of thing. So yeah. look what we did. Uh, last one, or I don't know if it's the last one or not, but the one I also would like to throw out there that I thought was kind of interesting. What if uh, the Xavier family had had, or I guess it would be no, it, the Marco family? It was, no, it was. It would be the Xavier. Yeah, because they had the, fam- yeah, the money. So, so Xavier's father was the one who passed, and then Cain, Marco's father, came in. Right. So he married in and then brought Cain uh, as well. So that would be interesting because Alfred would obviously stay there for the mother's sake and for Charles' sake, but then once the Marcos come in, would Alfred have been shushed off? Could he withstand them? Ooh, that's true. So let's assume that, well, first, let's go with the Xavier side of the family. What happens with the X-Men when when uh, Xavier was helped, ra- was helped, was being raised by Alfred Pennyworth? So I think, if anything, I think it goes back to kind of what you what you said again, that transparency. Uh-huh. I think Xavier gets called out by Alfred on that. Like, how could you do that to those children? Because that's the thing Alf- or Charles always does. He's like, oh, I'm dying. And then he's in a lab working right. on something. So, I mean, yes, there and are a lot got, of... Yeah, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but you have to take into account that since Xavier's usually much older, not much older, but he's older than the kids, the X-Men, right. Alfred's going to have to be much older than Xavier. So this is going to be a much oh. older Alfred than we usually used to. But go keep going. Well, and so I guess like it's funny because as I was, I was thinking, you gave me a moment there. So it's like, I guess Batman and Xavier are the same. So then that means the X-Men are like a bunch of Robins. Robins They're yeah. Nightwings. So if anything, like this works out for Scott Summers. Like he gains that confidence. He has that ability because while there was nobody there to raise Scott Summers, Alfred would have been there. So I think if anything, the X-Men, the original, the the 05, they would have been stronger for it. Ooh. So they would be more like Nightwing, more carefree, charismatic, and then maybe the 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 second genesis team wolverine and all those goes maybe they would be almost the more hot-headed because alfred would have been older it'd be their jason so they're the jason todd so man could you imagine some of the crazy twists there plus you also take into account that not that batman isn't um uh loving or or motherly or anything like that but he can be the more stern one. And then when a Robin fails or something like that, they turn to Alfred to be like, well, Batman hates me now. Like he's yeah. going to, he's going to leave me out. And he's, he, he, and Alfred usually has to be the one to con- console him and be like, he doesn't hate you. He loves you. And that's why he tries to be harder on you. So when Xavier, 
not that he was ever depicted as stern with the kids or anything like that, but now that we know more about Xavier, or at least they have ex- you know uh, extrapolated more about Xavier, being like, well, he wasn't as good as everybody thought he was. Yeah. Uh, you can you have that quote unquote mother figure or consoling figure in Alfred, so you have your Scott Summers like. I don't know if I can do what it is that Xavier wants me to do. I can't be the leader that he wants. And then you, like you said, you have Alfred being there like you are the leader. Yeah. You don't need to prove it to anybody else other than yourself. Like you know what you're doing. So that would make him stronger. Would it have given Jean Grey, Marvel Girl, more of a voice in that original team? Like so that now how we have her being the more prominent leader of, of X-Men, would she have been more of a leader back then? You know? Yeah, she'd basically be Barbara. Exactly. She would be Barbara. So, gosh. So, yeah, Scott would have been Dick. Gene would have been Barbara. So, let's play with the 05 then. They would be the Robins. <laughs> Bobby so, like, would be Tim? I kind of saw that more as Hank. Okay. Yes, Hank you're right. With the, yeah. the, 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 that. So, Bobby would have to be Damien then. Well, okay. So, that's tough. so you're left with Damien and uh, Jason. I thought you. Oh, that's well, right. That, okay. So if we if we just yeah, take yeah. the 05 and we put right, in right, those right. regards, so you're left with Angel. So once he goes Archangel, so maybe he is the Jason of that group. Like early on, like he just like ah, oh, you know, something happens, and then so yeah, that leaves Iceman as Damien. So he's the, he's the young annoying one. That's all it is. <laughs> I was gonna say because that does make sense with with Jason being Angel because Angel was was the first one to have a physical mutation right he's the one that has a mutation that people can see right off the t- uh, right off the back so he would be angry about it like yeah. the x-men 3 x-men oh don't don't count x-men last sand <laughs> I, I know people don't like that movie i like that movie but people don't like it they depict that that angel of he wants to get rid of his wings he he hates the fact that he looks different right well yeah the cartoon even did that too yeah oh did they oh yeah okay but but the way that we know him now is like he's accepted it. We know him. He's like, oh yeah, I'm beautiful. I'm an angel. Yeah, I love what I do. So uh, that I could see that. I could see him being the Jason Todd. So yeah, it just leaves Bobby being uh, Damien. Which the the loose connection, the stretch connection, would be uh, people think Damien is annoying and Bobby yep. being well. It's kind of like how they did the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> and Michelangelo. We didn't have anybody for you, so you're you're this guy. <laughs> So I, you know, I, I like that. I like the idea of what what would Alfred have been to the X Men. Yeah. Uh, any any other ones that you wanted to throw out there that we we didn't get to talk about? Well, so I guess like thinking about it again, like one for one trades. So if we have Tony Stark, like Tony Stark, Batman, Jarvis, Alfred, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So Alfred, you know, winds up leaving the theater to go work for the Stark family as his father did. So I think that would be interesting to see Alfred and uh, Tony Stark working together. So I could almost see that, yes, at the beginning, um, like their relationship worked out very well. Like, oh, you know, you've been hurt, you know, Master Stark helps him build Iron Man and Iron Man actually gets to be a better thing. And I think it would be really interesting to see when we have the demon in a bottle come back. But I think Alfred would have saved uh, Tony earlier like it wouldn't have happened it wouldn't have gotten that like, far. he would have been like no I'm gonna call you on this you can't get behind the armor drunk would Iron Man been a more of a secret myth like Batman is or would it would he always have been out front and 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 stuff like that would he have been the ba- the bodyguard of Tony Stark I think yeah, the, the bodyguard thing would have lasted a hell of a lot longer okay like I, I definitely would say that because you know like at the end of it like Alfred's gonna be like look you have your family name you know, like it kind of, I guess it takes me back to, was it, was it Batman Begins? 
you know, when that was going on, mm-hmm. when Batman was like, oh, the house is going to burn down. Why should I rebuild it? Who cares? He's like, no, you do that for the Waynes. You do that to respect Re- them. Yeah, that's and true. so I can almost see like like Tony's like, hey, this is it's like, no, that may be great for you, but the Stark family has a legacy. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't ruin that. So, yeah. Last one I wanted to say was that because I don't know a lot about this character and I already I already made him Captain Britain. But what about if he's an original invader and he's and he's uh, Union Jack? How does <sighs> Alfred become Union Jack? I guess you, you just take out the fact that, like, uh, I, 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 like, so the Pennyworths, like, okay, so I guess maybe you play with the idea, yes, the Pennyworths were servants. And so obviously we're going to World War II time. Mm-hmm. So that changes the ages. So, you know, Alfred's father would have been a World War I veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, distir- you know, distinction and all that fun stuff. So I think at that point with World War II coming around, obviously Alfred's father is like, no, I don't want you to serve the war. I want you to serve family. Like, this is what we do. And so I could see Alfred being like, no. And he just leaves. Like, he runs away to sign up. So it's almost kind of like a facsimile of Steve Rogers. So he goes in early to enlist, but then it's kind of like, well, this kid shows a lot of potential. <laughs> So I guess he's the original Winter Soldier. Ooh. So like he goes into that and he winds up like, hey, this kid doesn't mind doing these things. He's taking to training very well. He's got a strong will. He's got a strong mind. He's very tactical. All these great things. So he does. He becomes, the, you know, the Union Jack because he's that one that like Union Jack would carry a field knife and use it. Mm-hmm. Captain Britain is, you know, the Captain America. Exactly. So, yeah. So he plays in that regard. And then just because I said that Winter Soldier part. Yeah, there we go. So, like, you know, you, you have it that that's what brings Alfred into the future. So he's, you know, the, 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 he's frozen the, and only the activated Union when soldier he did or something. Yeah. Like, he gets into those points, yeah. <laughs> All right. I think we came up with some pretty cool stories, or at least ideas for stories at this point. And I know we ask for it every once in a while in this, but if you can draw, please give us some of these ideas in drawn form. I especially want to see Incredible Alfred. Like, please, someone just We just want that big buff body than Alfred's head right there. (laughs) And make sure you put him in the tucks and tails. Yes, if you could do that, I would would be giddy. I would laugh like a little schoolgirl. But... If you want to get a hold of us, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G-E-M, G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. You can find Chris on Twitter also as... Stuff I should say should be spelled S-H-U-D. You can also find his writings online at... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, go check out... Um, I do a lot of comic reviews over at Adventures in Poor Taste. So that's one of my ways I get to read them early, and I want to share the news with you. So there's some of the hot books to pick out. So yes, Adventures in Poor Taste. As well as our website. Uh, check out... If you want to talk to anybody else on Geek Elite Media, it's at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, which I just mentioned, geekelitemedia.com. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying, always remember to geek geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. 